Welcome, this is According to Callus, and we're standing in McKinney. Today is episode 255, and it's time for Texan Tuesday. That's right, it's September 6th, it's a Tuesday, and you know what that means. Yes, that's right, it's time for Texan Tuesday. Okay, once again, we're going to talk about all things relating to independence. Okay, for those of you that don't know, I have done, (laughs) I don't know, 15 or 20 different episodes on Texit. And I have to remind everybody, each and every time, I don't look at this as secession. I look at this as independence. Texas once was an independent country. They made a number of, let's call them, poor choices and decided to join a union. That union has changed dramatically over the last hundred and some years we tried to leave once before and unfortunately we did not have the ability to make it stick well times have changed and i'm fairly certain that if we were so inclined we could make it stick now i ask you what is the best way to determine whether or not the people are so inclined put it out as a referendum to the Texians and the Tejanos out there to let them decide, yes, we think that there is merit to this idea of Texas independence and we should look into it and we should explore it and, oh, I don't know, we should game out how that might play out or how that may work or, you know what, we're really comfortable in this soft totalitarianism we're really comfortable with the encroaching socialism we're really comfortable with the idea that our state is being dictated to by an entity that is 1500 to 2000 miles away i don't know how far it is and i really don't care but it's the it's different where you are in different places of uh texas dictating the terms of which we get to function and they don't really care about what we want and what we desire Now, 25 years ago, I fled here as an economic refugee because things were better in Texas. And I stand by the idea that Texas is still better than pretty much every other state of the union. Now, you could make arguments that Alaska's got some really nice things going on there. You can make other arguments about New Hampshire or Idaho, specifically Florida. And there's different reasons why those states are let's say, in contention for taking the lead spot of defending liberty in our union or taking lead in the efforts to declare their independence from the ruling beast in D.C. They may not be so bold as to declare for their independence like we would think Texas might, but they might be interested in other things i mean there's an independence party in alaska heck the libertarian free staters have put forth a bill asking for a constitutional amendment in the state of new hampshire to determine whether or not they want to go independent and well florida has pretty much told the feds go pound sand we're going to do what we want to do in our state kudos to them by the way and i guess to a lesser extent you've got south dakota So, let's circle back, if we will, for just a moment to Texas. Now, I know there's a lot of naysayers out there, and I've addressed them on more than one occasion. And I know Austin's got its problems. 
I know that we can't necessarily fix Austin under the current situation. Indeed, allegedly, our current governor won his primary with two-thirds of the votes, just like Lieutenant Dan. Now, color me just a little dubious on that outcome, but it is what it is. We're stuck with uh, (laughs) Lieutenant Dan and uh, Governor Gregg, for better or for worse. Should we get our own independence, it would be against their demands that we don't. And I suspect some of that has to do with the idea that Governor Gregg thinks he's going to be President Gregg at some point. Um, yeah, I just don't see that happening. But, uh, you know, he's got a lot more money than I do, and quite frankly, he's been far more successful in politics than I have. So maybe that's possible, but I don't believe it. So to stand in the way of a movement that is only continuing to gain steam seems rather foolish. Perhaps he should stick his finger up into the breeze after he's thoroughly wetted it to determine which way the wind is blowing. And what would it hurt for there to be a non-binding referendum in a primary season in 2023, perhaps, to determine whether or not the people are really interested in exploring the idea of independence? Now, I suspect the real reason is they're cowards. The real reason is they're afraid that the outcome will not go their way. I suspect that they already know this, which is why they refuse to address it. Now, Daniel Miller's been all over this for over 20 years, and Nate Smith's been at his side for quite uh, the majority of that time, I would imagine. And they have done oodles of time, energy, and effort into looking into a lot of the questions and the details having to do with this. So I'm not going to do that. If you want those answers, go to tnm.me, or I imagine if you just put Texit in your search engine of choice, you'll find it. But what I'll tell you is, all of this is a moot point if they're not going to let the people speak, if they're not going to let the people be heard. And I have advocated... And I will continue to advocate, let the people be heard. Win, lose, or draw. I mean, I really thought that Quebec might go their own way. And I'm not 100% certain that election was on the up and up. Because it lost by such a slim margin. Brexit went down. And, you know, there's still some questions. And their prime minister looks like they're being sold out even as we speak. But since the other prime minister delivered on one promise and one promise alone and just failed to do anything else, it would not surprise me to find out that, you know, they cave in and rejoin the EU because, you know, all the terrible things that happened after the pandemic that never seems to quit. But there's a certain amount of irony That while Texas has been building up ahead of steam and running our mouth about how we were once a republic and we could do it again, that little old New Hampshire, bolstered primarily by those free staters out there, and God bless you people, are starting to push the own issue. So if we're not going to get independence in fact, we're going to get independence in action. We're going to declare our state to be 
not part of the uh, governing functions down in DC. We're going to say, yeah, that's fine, DC, but we're going to do this. We're going to we're going to stand on our own. We're going to defend liberty on our own rights. Now they may not go for full-on independence, but really and truly if you entirely neuter the federal powers to be and you chase them out of your state, have you not already achieved some level of independence? Have you not already gotten most of what you wanted? I mean, it almost sounds like the best of both worlds, right? Well, we're still part of the Union, so we've got the enormous military to protect our six. But on all these other stupid laws at the federal level, yeah, we just don't play that. We're not going to go there. We're going to do our own thing. I mean, to a lesser extent, that's what uh, DeSantis is trying to accomplish down in Florida. I mean, <laughs> right now he's the governor with the mostest, right? I mean... Christy Nome had her chance. I mean, she had the lead, but she buckled to the NCA or the NC2A of all things. She got a little scared by some college administrators. But the truth be told, I think those of you that have been paying attention, she was all in to go along with the lockdown. She was all in. On shutting down the state, but it was her state legislature that said, yeah, no, we're not going to do that. You can either join us or we're going to steamroll you. But she wisely joined. She put her finger in the wind and she defi- or decided to follow the prevailing winds rather than defy the common sense leadership that they had in South Dakota. Now, it may not always be the case, but it was on this one thing. But, you know. They saw that money from the NC2A and knuckled under like the little, well, draw your own uh, conclusions there. Then you've got Alaska. Alaska, outside of probably Juneau and Anchorage, is the most sparsely populated state in the entire Union. It's also the largest state by geography in the entire Union. By nearly twofold. And... Alaska kind of does or does what they want. They're largely dependent on certain things from the federal government, but really they could fund themselves just based off their oil revenue. Yet it is the federal government that seeks to hobble Alaska by shutting down their oil production, by shutting down whatever natural gas or whatever minerals could be retrieved. And why would they do that? Oh, that's right, because they want us dependent upon them. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if in November that Sarah Palin wins the race that she rightfully should have won already. It would not surprise me if at some point in the near future, Alaska starts rattling their sabers, if you will, for lack of a better phrase, of their own independence, particularly as Texas builds up their own steam or DeSantis continues to push back. And yes, you know, we might be fortunate enough to stay some of these um, encroachments that have come upon us in the last year and a half, if we should be fortunate enough to take the House and the Senate. But once again, it'll be the Republicans playing not to lose instead of playing to win. It'll be the Republicans that will only stop bad stuff because it doesn't have an R after the name. They're only going to play interference because they want their team to be doing these bad laws. 
mean, they showed us that multiple times, both in Texas and outside of Texas. The Republicans are all about selling out the American people as long as they get to do it on their own terms, by their own devised um, exploitative ways. At least the socialists, the progressives, and the flat-out totalitarians on the left are honest about what they're going to do. They're out front about how bad they're going to screw us over. Not The Republicans, not so much. And I say that as a good Republican. I say that as a conservative. You know, I've said time and time again, the conservatives have done nothing. They're basically progressives of 100 years ago. They're the 1960s Democrats at this point. They have conserved nothing. They don't know how to fight to win. Yet, that's what we get stuck with. Because, quite frankly, the libertarians, they're a basket case. I love them. I agree with them probably 90% of the issues, but maybe even higher. But they can't and won't get anything done. And I don't know why that is. And I don't know that I could fix it. I'm not that crazy to think that I could step in and fix it. But that leaves you the evil party or the stupid party. And I join the stupid party and I try and make my difference in the stupid party. And I try and do our, my level best to encourage those people that are on my team that we've joined the stupid party to drag them kicking and screaming towards more Liberty. This case, it would be Texas independence. You know, we finally, 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 Force the issue to where it was put forth on the ballot for the platform for the Republican Party. And honestly, I don't know if the the people that took the vote was 5,000 or 8,000. I don't care. But approximately 90%, and we're just going to be conservative and say it was 85% of everybody that was there. 85% of the people that were there, they're on board with the idea That the people should get to choose on whether or not they want to declare Texas independence. And these are the Republicans. And I would say that the 15% of the people that voted against us actually don't hate the idea for the idea. They hate the idea because they're caught in the false dichotomy. That if you support independence, you're a traitor. If you support independence, you're seditious. If you support independence, well, you're not a good Republican. If you support independence, well, you must have ulterior motives. No. I would say to you this. I love my country. I took an oath to defend this country and the Constitution from all enemies, foreign and domestic. That means I'm prepared to not only die for my country, but to do the other part of that scenario. I hope it never comes to that. I I hope we can prevent any of that ever coming to pass. But I'm not the traitor. I'm not the seditious one. I wear it with a badge of honor that one of my state reps in Collin County would lump me in with those people. I wear it with a badge of honor because I look. And while generally we're on the same page, generally... The votes are done the correct way by this individual. Generally, this person is held in, let's say, mild approval. It was quite humorous to me. But I considered the source. See, the differences between myself and that individual 
Because I put my money where my mouth is. I put my butt on the line. Now, I was fortunate. I did it in peacetime. I, I get to serve where there was really no giant risk. But I also enlisted during the first Gulf War. And that first Gulf War could have very easily turned into the second Gulf War. Where we were sitting into some foreign country playing in the sandbox for 15 to 20 years for no apparent reason other than some powers that be got their uh, panties in a wad, for lack of a better phrase. Thought they had to prove a point. We had to go fight them over there so they wouldn't be here all the while they were inviting them here. It might be surprising to you that in the last 20 years there's been a dramatic rise of mosques put up all over the state of Texas as we've continuously imported those people here who objectively don't like anybody that's not them. What were we thinking? What was the governor thinking? Who thought this was a good idea? Now, I'm not going to turn this into hate on Islam or hate on Muslims. That's not the point. The point is, is they mark their territory and they're not afraid to do it. And... Quite frankly, they're really, really good on passive resistance and they're willing to die for their cause. Perhaps we Texians and Tejanos could take a lesson from them. Perhaps we could look at Texas as being something worthy to die for, worthy to declare independence for, and not just some vague notion of freedom. No, a real tangible Texas independent state worthy of being a nation among other nations defending our own liberties defending our own territories standing true to what we believe in being morally consistent not putting up with people that would seek to subvert the law or undermine Texas How is that somebody that is a problem? How is that somebody that needs to be watched, put on some list, swatted and abused? It's not. Now, I hope that Idaho steps up to the plate and they start working something out. Maybe they absorb a few counties from eastern Washington or eastern Oregon, or maybe, maybe, just maybe, there's enough people that are east of the Cascades and say, we're done with you. We're going to separate from Washington, Oregon, respectively. We're going to form our own little state. Now, somebody would point out, well, you know, you kind of need the federal government to go along with that. Uh, You know, they're not really allowed to do that on their own. Yeah, we'll tell that to West Virginia. Tell that to Maine. Both of them were created out of other states. It can be done. It's just a question of whether or not there's the will. You know, there's that whole sector up there called the American Redoubt. If you're curious about that, you can go check out John Jacob Schmidt and his uh, program. (laughs) Talks about the American Redoubt. He talks about what's going on out there. And, you know, there's a whole little undercurrent of Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, and then the eastern portion of those two states. They're like, yeah, we have nothing in common with the West Coast. 
we really think we could kind of do this on our our own, but we want more people to come here that have similar values. We want more people to come here that are concerned about America. We got more people to come here that are willing to be independent and stand independently. Now, they're not looking to leave the union at this point, but they're looking at the fact that our union is beyond repair at this point. Our union is a walking corpse. And they're just saying, come here where we can take a stand for liberty. Come here where we can take a stand for what's left of America. I fail to see the fault in that. I say that we can do that in Texas. We're already here. Texas can do Texas. You guys can have the Northwest. I mean, there's no reason why there can't be more than one place standing. There can't. I mean, I I wish New Hampshire the best. I, but man, you got Boston and New York, a couple hours away. Man, that's going to be a rough go if those people decide to invade your free state. But go for it, man. Texas, should we get our own sovereignty back, would probably be very happy to endorse and uh, reaffirm your sovereignty. You know, this was supposed to be a confederation of independent states. They came together to work together for the common good. In economic things and mutual defense. Instead, it's become the monster on the Potomac. The beast system that seems to subjugate all to its will and to its power. It makes no difference if the person there has got an R or D after their name. They want to bend everybody to the will of DC. Not a fan of that. The simplest solution is, is for us to use... Austin to interpose, to nullify, to tell the feds, go back from whence you came. We are Texas and we'll do our own thing. And yes, if that doesn't work, largely because the people down there don't have the spines to make it work, the next logical step is, well, we're just going to go ahead and declare our independence. I think that it's uh, de facto and de jure are the two definitions, right? You can... uh, do it de facto, meaning that, yeah, we're going to do what we want to do and you can't stop us. Or you can do it de jour, where you do it officially. I think I've got that right. But again, I'm doing this off the top of my head. Flying by the seat of my pants, as I often do. And being that it is a Tuesday and we're talking about Texas, why not? I mean, at this point, the whole premise is we have to convince people that don't have an opinion strongly one way or the other that we're not the enemy. We're not a bunch of seditious, traitorous people. We want what's best for Texas. We want to give us an opportunity to stand on our own two feet once again. And it's those that would oppose us. It is those that seek to undermine us and subjugate us under the foot, the boots, if you will, of D.C. that are the problem. And it's a whole lot easier to fix Austin if you don't have D.C. involved. It's a whole lot easier to go down to Austin and get the right things if you get the people from California, New York, Washington, and Oregon out of our business. Yet, the very people that say they want what's best for Texas are the ones that are importing people from those states. And by people, I mean those businesses. I mean, we courted Boeing heavily. Now, Boeing's a defense contractor and a jet maker, 
But I would be willing to bet the vast majority of their employees that were going to relocate here to Texas were not good conservatives. We're not really concerned about individual liberty. Just like the people that came here from Toyota. Just like the people that came here from Amazon. Just like the people that came here from Tesla. Now I know, I know. Elon Musk is probably a lowercase l libertarian. I think he, quite frankly, is far more libertine than libertarian. Myself, I think he's far more of a technocracy fan than I'm comfortable with. But he's also the enemy of my enemy. So there is that. We have greater institutions that seek to bankrupt our oil companies, our oil exploration companies, our independent power producers. They seek to drive us back into a pre-industrial society. And quite frankly, I would be willing to bet 90% of Texans want no part of that. And I don't care if you're left or right on the political spectrum. Nobody really wants to go back to the days of Little House on the Prairie where we have sod homes out in the prairie and we have to get water out of the creek that's, you know, controlled by the feds and run it through a filter that we may or may not be able to buy or afford. And, oh, I don't know, we're not allowed to farm because, you know, cows are destroying the ozone and uh, wrecking the atmosphere, which is causing catastrophic climate change and we're all going to die and the feds don't allow such things. I'm pretty sure nobody really wants that. Anybody that pays attention to what these technocrats want us to do, nobody is really excited about eating bug meal. Nobody wants the idea of cricket butter. This is insane, yet this is what's being shoved down our throat and the people that are in leadership down in Texas, refuse to get off their backsides and do anything about it. Where are you, Lieutenant Dan, Governor Gregg? What are you going to do about this? We have a right to say no. We have a right to defend ourselves. We have a right to redeclare our independence. Our Constitution says we can. And quite frankly, the U.S. Constitution doesn't stop us from doing it. It doesn't have to grant us the authority. We're a state, and the states created the federal government as well as wrote and agreed to the Constitution. And if the Constitution's not suiting our purposes anymore, we can just say, yeah, we're going to go our own way. And at this point, I really want to say, what are they going to do about it? Now, Sleepy Creepy Joe can say all he wants about those F-15s, but here's the thing. Do you really think you got enough pilots that they're going to take back Texas if we want to go our own way? Are you really willing to dump a nuke on Houston or Dallas or Austin or San Antonio? I think not. I mean, the Taliban was able to defeat the United States military. Now, some would say that wasn't necessarily the military's fault, but you didn't have the political will to take out a third world country I'm not feeling real scared that you're going to be able to take out Texas. I don't believe you have the political will for that. Just like I don't think our current leadership in Austin has the political will to declare that independence. But that too will change. We'll continue to cleanse the party. 
<coughs> of those people that refuse to defend liberty. We'll continue to cleanse the government of those that are not willing to defend Texas. And yes, I'm using the word cleanse on purpose because it needs to be cleaned out, not because it needs to be cleansed and wipe them out. Cleanse is in cleaning, not as in genocide. Morons. No more nonsense. If you want independence, you have to be willing to declare it. If you want independence, you have to be willing to fight for it. If you want liberty, you have to declare it. If you want liberty, you have to defend it. And that means you have to defend people that you don't like or don't agree with. And I would just simply say, if you're uncomfortable with that, if you're not supportive of that, I hear New Mexico is very nice this time of year. I hear New York's even nicer this time of year. Perhaps you'd be more comfortable in Illinois or California or Washington or Oregon. Feel free to leave at any time if Texas going independent scares you. Because quite frankly, we don't need you. Go enjoy your trains. <laughs> trains. Chains. <laughs> wow, where did that come from? Go enjoy your chains in another state, in the other country. I will not be riding any trains anytime soon. And if you get what I'm getting at, then I don't have to explain it. Well, this was a Texas Tuesday. This was episode 255. This is the sixth day of September of 2022. And I'm standing up in McKinney and I will see you on the other side.